Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. T, and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. Tonight, we are joined by a repeat customer it is the beautiful, it is the amazing Lil Jess. Lil Jess, nice to see you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here again. <laughs> you know what, I have I will have to let you know that you changed me from your last interview. Oh yeah? You told me a story that was so disturbing that I think about it and I retold it about 10 times. It was the story, I asked you what your most embarrassing moment was. And you told me about getting your period in a guy, the front of a guy's car and then getting out. And then like that dude had to burn his car down. I'm pretty sure. Yes. You had to change your phone number. I'm pretty sure you moved across the country. You, you, uh, I think I've told that story four times. I think about it constantly. So I'm so glad to have you on here. So maybe I can make a new memory. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty scarring one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think about it often, too, unfortunately. Any story where the ending is that you have to change your number is a great is a great that is story. True. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Since we last saw you, you had some enhancements done. I did. We're back, baby. <laughs> you, you had a boob job. I did. I got a boob job and a lip. Oh, you uh, you got the one and the two together. Yeah, it was a whole shebang. I heard the uh, the recovery time when you do them together is a little less than trying to do them separately. How how long did it take you to get over it or, or get back to kind of full? Um. Well, I'm a horrible patient, so I was like up and moving the next day. I actually went to go see the Barbie movie the day after I got them done. And what's funny is I like left the Barbie movie and I was like, I don't really like that movie, blah, blah, blah. And then later I realized that I was on pain pills, muscle relaxers, and I had a glass of wine. So I don't really know what that movie was. <laughs> You're like, I don't like the fact that that bitch's head kept bleeding. It was like, what, what's going on with this movie? Yeah, so, but, um, so, but then I was in bed after that for a couple days, but the recovery process, like today was the first day I went to the gym in eight weeks. So that was fun, but, um, 
it wasn't that bad, honestly. I also had a C-section though, so I don't know, like previously. So I don't know if like my pain tolerance was higher, but it really wasn't that bad for me, honestly. I didn't think you had an additional C-section on top of you're like, hey, I'm getting ready to give birth. I'd like to go ahead and cut this baby out and then uh, throw some knockers in here. Right there, right there. That would be smart though. So my question is, is are you back to full? Can, are you back to full honka honka yet? Or is there some time oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah. I still have like the scarring, like the, you know, you could still see like where the surgery was, mm -hmm. but as far as like everyday functioning and bopping and all that fun stuff, we're, we're rolling. <laughs> they look amazing. Did, was it a, a big ego boost and a, a self-confidence builder? Yeah, so basically I used to have naturally, I'm four foot seven and I used to naturally have 36 triple D boobs. And then I pretty much lost a bunch of weight and then lost the boobies too. So it was definitely a confidence boost because mm -hmm. I had like lost my confidence in that area, but I didn't realize how much I had until I got them. And I was just like bopping everywhere and like, woo! <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen you online and you've been showing them off and uh, you've been very, uh, you've been, they've, you've been very boob centric lately on, on your I online. Yeah, dude. I love these. I literally on my OnlyFans, I talk about it like all the time. I'm like, I just love them. Like I literally will just be talking and crying. So what? I'm like, yeah. I mean, well, it, the the good thing that you have going for you is the fact that you did have big tits. And oh, yeah. there's sometimes when girls get, will get a triple D and it's like, I was a B cup and I got a triple D and it looks like a fucking Super Bowl under skin and that looks horrible. Um, So yours, yours are natural and they look great. Thank you. That's what I thought. I was like, at first I was like, they don't look good. They're not like up here. <laughs> like what these are supposed to be. But then, like, once the swelling and everything went down, and I was like, oh, no, they actually look like they used to, but better. <laughs> My doctor actually did an amazing job, and I'm thrilled and happy, and I can be, like, upside down over whatever <laughs> direction I want to be, and they're still killing it. <laughs> can I ask you a personal question, and feel free to say no? Uh, of course you can. What does a pair of titties cost nowadays? Oh, well, titties with that. See, this is the there's a difference. There's titties and then there's titties with a lip. So when I first went to the consultation, I was expecting about like seven grand because that's like the going ish rate for just titties and what I had heard. And then after the consultation, they handled handed me the estimate and it was a little over 17,000 because a lift is apparently an extra 10 grand no <laughs> 17 yeah. g's they should throw in a new asshole or something i'm not exactly. sure exactly exactly i mean i did go i've heard of people getting cheaper in like miami and stuff but this wasn't something i wanted to go the cheap route with so <laughs> you're like huh you know if i went to tj they're doing some good <laughs> stuff down in mexico i could probably and i so actually many people we're trying to convince oh, me yeah. to do that, actually, because, like, out here in Vegas, a lot of people do that. They go to Mexico for, like, plastic surgery, dental work. Like, they literally have, like, the transportation. Like, they'll pick you up and, like, 
bring you to yeah it's it's a thing but i i opted out of that no I, you know i'm a big proponent in believing you get what you pay for you know exactly you know exactly i are, also believe that if i went all right I, yeah if i went to mexico i wasn't confident i'd come back <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing <laughs> like i'd rather just go 20 minutes down the road <laughs> Yeah, it's I I have heard of people doing that and have having great results with it, but it would scare the shit out of me. I barely and maybe and maybe this is just me being a fucking basic white guy is I I barely want to buy a Coke down in Mexico because I'm afraid something's going to happen to me whenever I'm down there. And maybe that's unfounded. Maybe it's not true, but you hear some pretty wild shit. So I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm, maybe, no, yeah. I could save a couple grand, but I feel like my life is worth a little more than a couple grand, so. <laughs> no, five grand, yeah, go for Mexico, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So last time I had you on the, the podcast, we kind of, we went through, you, you know, the, the regular questionnaire about Inside the Mind of Sex, and I actually really did my best to kind of steer clear of the fact that you are a little, per oh, well. I, I won't I I don't know what is the the correct nomenclature or the nomenclature that you like use because little person you know sounds like half a person and you're not half a person you're way more than a single person you're you're a fucking experience I'll tell you that much I love that oh that's awesome thank you um yeah so the way the breakdown is uh so little person is like the politically correct term that most of the dwarf community because dwarfism is the medical term prefers um the word midget is canceled but i've always preferred it personally um i've stayed away from it recently just to you know go with every whatever whatever's going on these days trying to be respectful um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 35 years old. So like when another adult looks at me and calls me a little person, it's like kind of infuriating. So <laughs> I don't prefer that word, but, um, that is the, the term to use for anyone else. But cause the definition of midget is literally like four foot 11 and shorter. So you don't even have to have dwarfism to be a midget. You're just short. And so, I don't know. I've talked about it before that I just I just feel like people give words too much power sometimes. And it's also context. Like, if someone comes up to me and they're, like, being a douche and they're, like, da -da -da, fucking midget, like, yeah, like, you deserve to be punched. But, like, if you're just saying it because I'm short, like... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. But yes, little person is the correct. <laughs> well, I'm six foot five. So pretty much most people are little people to me. So <laughs> what's funny too, though, is that you said six foot five. Because when I was just in Nashville, we were hanging out with this dude and he was really tall. And I and then my friend showed me a video of like me next to him. And, and my fiance is six one. So it's not like this is something new. But I literally forget how short I am until I see a video of me next to someone else. I'm like, holy shit, I'm short. 
Do you find that people treat you differently in this, in the adult industry, being a smaller person? Um, I mean, you, do you mean like industry people or like fans? I think industry people is what I mean. Um, I don't necessarily think industry people as much just because in this industry, everyone's like, a little weird or you know doing their weird things and whatever but um definitely people for some reason at least with me i don't know if it's a little person thing or if it's a just thing but people feel that it's okay to like say certain things just because i'm a little person like openly saying you know like the spinning jokes, the bucket list, the all, like anything and everything that you can think of. I've heard it probably a thousand times and it's not necessarily things guys would feel comfortable saying to another female, but for some reason it's free game over here. I don't know, but I mean, it definitely makes life entertaining. That's <laughs> for sure. But as far as the industry, the funniest, probably the experience I have with the industry is that I don't collaborate as far as adult content with anyone else so I definitely get inquiries because of the whole little person thing like and yeah so I that's am, probably really I am betting that your inbox is packed with like message after message of like I want you to take this oh. big huge dick I want you to fucking you know oh, yeah. I'm sure that I'm I'm <laughs> I bet you get Especially more like Twitter Twitter, Twitter is where people just say whatever, whatever they want. And then Twitter is where people message me probably the craziest things. And then Snapchat is where I get the pictures and the videos. And Listen, if someone I, went through, uh, if I died tomorrow and some stranger went through my Snapchat. <laughs> listen, I said I was sorry. It was a one-time thing. And I the just, beauty of Snapchat is I don't even know it's you, so that's why I think people just freaking throw it out there. <laughs> uh, you know, They're like so, user six nine one two four. Hey, do not give my name out on the, the podcast. I'll have people hitting me up, going, "Hey, I want to see what four hard inches looks like. Please show me." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing how. I've been very lucky as far as like the keyboard warrior, you know, situation of life these days. I've been pretty lucky with like not getting too much hate, but I definitely get a lot of weird and dicks. A lot of weird and a lot of dicks. <laughs> so my question is this. When a guy sends you a dick, does he think you're going to fall so you're like, holy shit. I, you know, I don't know what this guy does. I don't know what his job is, but that dick has made me fall in but love. that dick, though. <laughs> I mean, I know it's below average and it's really gross looking, but no. The charm of that dick has put me over the edge and I want to marry you. I'm going to leave my boyfriend, my family. I'm going to burn my house down to come get that three inches that you've decided to send me on Snapchat. I, you know what? If you find out what, why they do it, let me know because, yeah, it makes no sense i actually used to do a really funny like um i used to do like secret snap or whatever private snap 
with a bunch of people. And uh, one of the things I did was I would basically judge the dick pics. Like I would just take screenshots when they would send them to me and then I would just roast the fuck out of them. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I should probably start doing that again. Oh, guys, <laughs> I, I mean, the fact of the matter is that you're not making money through that seems very silly because I, guys will pay $10 for have you to have you judge. Oh, I've uh, well, I've definitely done that. Like on my only fans with like the dick ratings and stuff where it's like a mutual conversation of like, I want to hear what you think. It's the guys that just like drop their dick yeah. on you. that I'm like, Oh, I should probably tell you what I think. I mean, that that's, that's always the thing that that's baffled me is when a guy pulls it out and is like, Oh, Hey, check this out. And you're like, yeah, are you giving me a thumb? Is that your thumb? Oh wait, no, that's your dick. Never mind. Um, it's just like, if you have an impressive dick, yeah, show it off. But if it's if your dick is under is your average or under average, probably keep in your pants unless they really like you and they understand your personality and they know how awesome you are. And they might be like, oh hey, I don't mind that dick because I know the person that it's attached to, and that's really great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's also just like a matter of like. When especially again like Snapchat, like I'll look and it'll be like someone will reply like, you know, something like, Oh, you're so beautiful or something and then I'll message them back and be like it'll be something nice and I'll message them back and I'll be like, Thank you, like whatever and then literally the next thing is like dick pic and I'm like, Well that escalated quickly. <laughs> you gotta you gotta wait at least to like the fourth message. You're like, Hey, so what's your favorite band? Oh yeah, here's my dick. Exactly. Like, come on, put a little, put a little bit of buffer in there. But well, they're just slinging dicks on the internet. <laughs> Has there ever been a situation where you've done adult content or anything like that where you've been scared, felt fear for yourself? Because I know as a smaller person, that I mean, especially if you're alone. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've you've been alone. Have you, if you've ever been alone in a situation where you're like, hey, I'm going off to this photo shoot and my boyfriend can't come or my fiance can't come and uh, you're there? Yeah. And um, no, because again, I'm, I'm very particular about who I work with and I've really only worked with people I've already known. I've gotten, I've gotten requests, even from like some females, I've gotten requests and it's, I'm very picky because of that, because I am nervous. So it's like the second someone starts sketching me out a little bit, I'm usually like, yeah, like I'm when I was younger and dumber, I definitely got myself into some sketchy situations. So but now, now I'm a little older and a little or older, a little wiser. And I, I'm pretty good about avoiding stuff like that. Except for the fact that, you know, I'll be like on Fremont Street in Vegas and drunk and bopping around by myself and easily kidnappable and not even thinking about it. But besides that. <laughs> Being a smaller person has got to have opened some doors for you as well, though. Oh, honestly, there's definitely more positive than negative. Like I've always said I wouldn't change like my height or anything for anything. Um, I mean, my height is literally what pays for my life. <laughs> no, I've been, I, and I've always, I am very grateful for like, I was, I have five siblings and, um, you know, not a, I'm the only little person and I grew up in Jersey 
And I very much credit my mom for raising me like, you know, oh, you're short, grab a step stool. Like no one gives a fuck that you're short. Um, so I grew up very like aware of my shortness, but also not. And then once I got like in my 20s, my first opportunity actually where I took advantage of my height was when I did midget wrestling um, when I was like 23, which was really cool. I did the Hulk Hogan's micro championship wrestling. And so I was able to travel with them for like two months and everything. And then I worked with them for two years. And then I did Little Women New York on Lifetime which I got to go live in a $8,000 a month Manhattan apartment for two months. Like really and have a blast. Yeah. And have a blast with one of my best friends. And I did uh, rough and rowdy where I fought another, I boxed another little person. She kicked my ass, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was complications also with that, but um. Yeah. So, I mean, just those examples alone and it's pretty much shaped my personality. So I've definitely taken advantage of the shortness and I will continue to for as long as people are weird. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people are just getting weirder. So I think I'm okay. <laughs> I definitely don't think people are getting more normal. I think you know, you know, I think that the, the idea of weird is, is, is changing and evolving. And I honestly just, you know, I'm 47 years old, just being through the times in the lives that I've seen in the way that ideas have changed about people. And I think it's amazing. And, you know, there's still assholes who are going to be assholes that are always going to be assholes. Assholes are assholes. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think society as itself has become more understanding and hell, even, even me as a person, I, uh, if you would have seen me 10 years, well, maybe not 10 years, but like 15 years ago, I was a fucking dumbass who was fucking ignorant, probably sizes, probably everything. And it's a lack of empathy. Put yourself in other people's fucking shoes. And until you've been down and out in the bottom and fucking looked up and went, shit, the only reason why I'm getting by is because somebody's fucking helping me. Is yeah. that's that's when you realize, like, hey, you've got to be a good person because when whenever you get up, you've got to fucking help people because nobody's going to make it through this world alone. And, and unless your name's fucking Prince William, you're not going to make it through this world alone. Okay, <laughs> we've got to help each other out. We've got to be good people. No, I mean absolutely. I'm huge on like kill them with kindness. Just be kind. Like for the douchebags, I'll still eight times out of 10, seven times out of 10, depending on when you catch me, like I'll still kill you with kindness. Like I just, I know I've gone through like my own shit, you know, like being on social media, like I'm going through my own shit in my own life, but then I have to, you know, post TikToks of me bopping and smiling and like, da da da, and it's like, which is, my job and that's fine but i'm just saying like you literally have no idea what anyone is going through at mm -hmm. any given moment and it's like to me to just i just don't get it anyone who is cruel and i will say too like with the whole little person thing that like i've definitely had it easier than some other little people so i know that that's part of where like I don't know if it's as far as ignorance, but it's like, that's where part of my like disconnect 
with the whole like little people like hating that they're short some of them and like whatever but and it does make me sad that there's there's it's other people who affected them yeah. like it's like i'm over here like bro you're short like rock it kill it like da 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 and it's like i don't know what they've been through like and unfortunately other people have created a different circumstances in their life and it's like it's just crazy that people just have such an effect on other people and just don't give a shit <laughs> like, i i am mind blown by that like i've always said like you know just as long as you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. And honestly, even if you're not cool with me, I'll probably still be cool with you 90% of the time because me not being cool with you is taking more energy from me. Letting somebody fucking suck your energy out with their negative feelings when you can just, you know, say, hey, that's great, cool, bro. And you be you worry about yourself and you worry about keeping yourself positive, you're you're gonna go further and you're gonna you're gonna have a much better life because trying to make somebody else miserable because they made you miserable is not going to help you out. That this was literally like not get all whatever, but like this past year was literally my year of like boundaries and like realizing like where the negativity was coming from in my life and like who was actually, you know, rooting for me and who was just like hopping on and, or pulling me down or whatever. So that definitely changed my perspective a lot, though, that it's like there's always going to be negative people, but you don't have to be negative like or let them affect you. Like boundaries are key. <laughs> boundaries are key. I Because you always have to take care of yourself and you have to take care of yourself and your family and the people that are around you. Um, being a public person like you are yourself, you know, you've got a lot of people that are just willing to try to get a reaction from you because, oh, you're the girl from TikTok or you're the girl from OnlyFans or you're this and that. And it, I, I applaud you for your boundaries because that's got to be hard sometimes because some people are trying to just get you to react so they can go, oh, this crazy bitch from TikTok was totally, you know, yelling at me. And you're like, oh, wait, I, I was being pretty cool till you, you know, tried to kick me. And then, you know. Yeah. That's the thing is I usually nine times out of 10, I won't even respond on the internet. I used to like... The only thing that ever used, to, and not even now, it doesn't really, barely anymore, but the only thing that ever got to me was people saying things, because you can call me a midget, you can say whatever about, like, that stuff, but was anything, like, commenting on about me being a mom, <sighs> that was, like, which I haven't really gotten as much lately, but it's, like, literally on my Instagram you know, I'm posting, I'm trying, my Instagram is my funnel to my OnlyFans. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. just like everyone else who's doing OnlyFans. So there's literally dudes on there, like, commenting on, like, a thirst trap post that I know was a thirst trap post. That's why I posted it. And it's like, blah, 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 like, where's your kid? Like, constantly asking, like, and or like accusing me of like not taking care of my kid because they're seeing these thirst traps on Instagram. And I'm like, one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. And why are you on my thirst trap trap Instagram wondering about my kid? Like that's fucking weird. <laughs> you wish you could go, hey, look at the this is my real Instagram. This is me fucking having ice cream with my kid. It's not very fucking exciting. My tits are actually put away. Uh this is not great. Like, you don't yeah. want to see this part. Like, yeah. 
like, here's fucking cornflakes in the morning and my kid being an asshole. I put it on Instagram. Like, no one wants to see that. So that part, has, that's probably like, I don't even remember what the point was, but that part has probably, as far as like negativity, that's probably been like the biggest thing people have thrown at me. But even that has kind of calmed down, I think, recently. I think that's also because I've pretty much just transformed into a full-on thirst trap. So people have thirsty. <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Thirsty Jess. Um, it's definitely easier. Um, oh, I don't hate that, honestly. <laughs> you said you were from New Jersey, correct? Yes. And we were talking before we got on the air about local foods. What is the best food? If I'm going to New Jersey and I have to eat one or two things, what should I eat? What is the Jersey? What bagels. Should I bagels. Bagels. I miss Jersey. And that's like, people can call that cliche, but that is a fact that like Jersey bagels are freaking, oh my God, they're their own breed. There is actually a bagel shop here in Vegas that's very close to Jersey bagels, but yeah, Jersey bagels. And then of course the pizza is great too. I do miss the pizza very much. Cause, and Cause you can't get a slice in Vegas, can you? Um, you can, but it's just, no, it's not the same. And also breakfast sandwiches. I used to get, uh, just like a, Sausage, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. Oh, my God. I would kill, kill for a Jersey breakfast sandwich. Do you know the, do you know the North Jersey versus South Jersey debate? No. Please, please enlighten me. Yeah. So, I am from North Jersey, which I like to refer to as the classy <laughs> side of Jersey. And then there's South Jersey. No one really pays attention to Central Jersey. But, <laughs> and so, Taylor... So Taylor ham, egg, oh. and cheese mm -hmm. is like a breakfast sandwich, but then they call it pork roll. Mm -hmm. So it's literally the same thing. And so my friend Donnie, who lives out here in Charlie Classic, they're both from Jersey, but they're from South Jersey. So that's like a huge thing. But whether you're in North Jersey or South Jersey, freaking a Taylor ham egg and cheese sandwich is bomb too. <laughs> I, I've actually, I've actually heard of Taylor ham and I wondered if it was worth all the hype that everybody that I've seen, there was like a whole episode of some fucking food show was like, Taylor ham is just the fucking bomb. It is. It's like a bacony ham. I mean, I honestly prefer like a sausage egg and cheese, but if I'll, I'll eat a Taylor ham every day, yeah. any day, you but it's me. basically like a bacony ham. It's its own thing. It's delicious. You strike me as a sausage girl. You can take quite a bit of sausage. Oh, I'm definitely, definitely a sausage girl. Definitely. I'm Listen. actually going back to Jersey in November for Exotica. So I am like, all, last year when I went to Exotica, I like did a quick in and out. But this year I'm going to like make a whole week of it so I can go back and just eat everything. Or I'll be hot for like three days and then I'm just going to go be fat for like four. <laughs> is Exotica fun? It is. So last year, Jersey was, so they do it four times a year. It's all East Coast actually, which is crazy. But um, last year, Jersey was the first one I had been to. And I literally decided like two days before it that I was going to go. 
I thought it was like months later and then I found out it was in like two days. So I was like, oh, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it, the East Coast is, I, I like the West Coast for different reasons, but the East Coast people are definitely my vibe. So I just, I didn't get like a booth or anything. I just bopped around and hung out and it's everyone kind of in the same headspace, you know? There's people selling sex, there's people wanting to see sex. So it's like everyone's kind of chilling and horny and money hungry. So I don't know. It's pretty much <laughs> You've said that a few times. Can you explain how you bop around? What is what does bopping mean? Um, I don't know. It's an adjective I use a lot to describe myself because I just I don't know, wherever, whenever I'm anywhere, I'm just, I'm usually oblivious to what's going on around me and I'm just kind of having my own fun and just kind of bopping and vibing and going with the flow and just, I don't, So bopping. 90% of the time, I don't know what's going on, but I'm having fun, so. <laughs> is, is, does bopping have anything to do with the new tits or were you bopping with the old tits as well? I was definitely bopping with the old tits, but. I am bopping in a whole different way these days, and it's a lot more fun. <laughs> so you're an you're, you're A-plus tit bopping now. Exactly. I'm actually like double D, double D bopping. <laughs> when I went to Exotica, it was great. I loved it. And But it's like always like an awkward interaction when like people want to see you naked, but mm -hmm. they like, don't want to say it so i was a genius pat myself on the back i just wore my website on my shirt mm -hmm. so literally i was just like walking around and i would see people like start to come towards me and then i you could literally see it where it like clicked and they're like jurisjess.com and then all of a sudden they'd like stop walking towards me and they'd turn around and they'd be like on their phones <laughs> It was, yeah, that was great. <laughs> but that's why I enjoy people watching. I don't necessarily enjoy always people interacting. <laughs> I would like to play a game with you. Would you like to play a game with me? Of course. <laughs> All right. So this one is called Fucking the 90s. I am going to give you a 90s celebrity. Okay. And I want you to tell me if you would fuck them. And if you think they would be any good in bed. All right. Yes, I love this. <laughs> All right. So the first one I have to do, it is Jaleel White. It is Urkel. Um, I would. No, I don't think I would, honestly. I was going to say maybe Steve. Wasn't that his other version? No, was it was Steve? Stefan. <laughs> oh, Stefan. You're right. Steve Urkel, Stefan. Maybe Stefan, but. Have you seen him lately? No, I haven't. He's fucking actually. ripped to shit. Like he's like, oh, gir, he's like girthle. He's like fucking this thick dude that is crazy. I'm like, hold on, I want to like Urkel. It's Jaleel White today. Oh damn! As soon as I can. Okay, okay. I mean, he looks like though. I don't know. Maybe because he was Urkel, maybe he wouldn't be a douche. <laughs> If Urkel came on you, would you be upset if he if he didn't go, did I do that? I'd be like, 
hey, yo, Steve, you know, I understand we had just had sex and it was great, but when you come on me, you definitely have to say, did I do that? <laughs> you just gave me an idea for a video. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd probably try it out. I, and he'd probably be good. He'd probably be good. I feel like he, he would. All right. The next one is Tim the Toolman Taylor, Tim Allen. If you want to take Tim him, Allen? if you want to take him oh. now or in the nineties, which, which if you had to choose, I would take him in the eighties when he was a cokehead and crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> when he was in prison, fucking bumping rails <laughs> and fresh out of prison. That's when I would have gotten on it. Um, yeah, no, I definitely had like a dad crush on Tim Allen for sure during so yeah i would would he be good though i feel like he would think he didn't have to be <laughs> okay so here's a question that i just thought of growing up whenever you're growing up yeah i i imagine that you grew up kind of in the 90s yes did have you ever masturbated to a sitcom because you like the dad or you liked a guy or like just sit there and watch it and fucking flick the bean not that I recall, but again, you just gave me an idea for a video. <laughs> God damn, I'd be, I, you know what, I'm going to be making fucking residuals after uh, residuals. Yeah, you, fucking, got freaking, you got a big check coming your way. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jersey Jess <laughs> residuals are coming my way. Um, I'm going to freaking diddle myself to all the <laughs> 90s dads. <laughs> the dad diddle. <laughs> oh my God, you're killing it, bro. <laughs> All right, so this one, this one is a little controversial, but we'll see what you have to say. The nanny, Fran, Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher? No. <laughs> Did you have you ever? No. In the '90s, she was hot as fuck. She, I see. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I never really saw it in that voice. I just. I don't know. She kind of seems like a Tuesday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, Mr. Woe himself, Joey Lawrence. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> then, before then, yesterday, today, I'd do that any day. <laughs> Joey, if you're listening, head up fucking Jersey Jess, because that is that a is. fucking tap in. That one that is, is, is lined that up. Is. I'm pretty sure I had a poster. Of, I had a Teen Beat poster of him, multiple Teen Beat posters of him on my wall with his little flannel and jeans and abs. Yeah, I definitely hit that. <laughs> Mine was Alyssa Milano. I had an Alyssa Milano poster. Oh yeah, she she was a babe. Fred Savage from the Wonder Years. No, not even a little bit. He reminds—I don't even know what he reminds me of, but he just—I no, <laughs> no. And I do not feel like he would be good. I feel like he'd be confused. <laughs> Punky motherfucking Brewster. Yes. I think I would. And I think we'd have a great time. She seems like a good time. Have you ever watched that documentary that you made? Uh, yeah, about the 90s? Yes. Yes, that was a great documentary. That was awesome. I, I I really enjoyed it as well. Let's okay. talk about another girl. And this one, okay. once again, 
is going to be something you're going to have to use your mind about. Ellen in the 90s. Oh, you are. You're throwing in some curveball. Mm. Maybe. She was so Maybe. cute. She was cute in the 90s. She was. She was. But, like, cuteness doesn't really get get me get me going but she was i mean maybe i i feel it out i feel it out she'd eat your pussy so fucking crazy she'd have that, you up and down yeah. the wall that's literally what i was trying to picture i'm like would she eat my pussy or oh no she 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 would fucking eat your pussy and you'd be like oh shit i forgot my name ellen's yeah. just worked me over yeah especially 90s ellen yes. yeah i I'd, 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 I'd give it a go <laughs> All right, this one is Dustin Diamond, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Rest in peace, Screech. No. Ew. No. <laughs> Screech is getting not no then, love. Not later, not, yeah, no. Didn't he do porn? He he did, but he used a stunt dick. Nah, really? Yeah, it, was, oh. it was one of those things where it was like, here I am fucking, and then it would cut away, and it would be like a dude with a big dick fucking a chick and be like, oh, I, re oh. I'm, I really have a great time. Oh, I'm coming. Uh, goink. Um, Stop that, no, that is now what Now that you said this, I want to look that video up. I never saw it. All right. So this one is John Cusack from Say Anything. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He never, he never, he never got me. I, I really don't see what anyone would see in him, to be honest. And also, he reminds me of his sister way too much. <laughs> but, but would you fuck them together is the question. No, they seem like they'd be very stingy, both of them. <laughs> when John Cusack and his sister are fucking me, they're giving me nothing. It's yeah, all me exactly. doing the work. Exactly. I feel like, yeah. And I'm already not there for it, so it's just, no. That's a hard no. <laughs> This one is a deep cut maybe from my my childhood. That's why I bring it up. Her name was, on the show, it was Angela Bauer. It's Judith Light from Who's the Boss, the blonde. The mom? The, the mom, mom, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd definitely bang her. She's a babe. She's still a babe. She's like 80-something. She's a, still a babe. Judith Light has been, she, she was on um, Ugly Betty. I mm -hmm. was like, she was a bad bitch on that show. <laughs> you know who I love? I love America Ferrera. Oh yeah, she's she's she seems like a good time. I've only she's had... definitely talented. One last one for you, and it is Kelsey Grammer, aka Frazier. No, he always he always just came off as a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had a lot of dad crushes in the '90s. He was not one of them. All right, so give me give me some of your other dad crushes. We got Tim Allen. What who? What other dads were you crushing on? Tony Danza, of course. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, Bob Saget. Uh, and then he just got raunchy and cooler as he got older. You know, so. no, no, that is not. I'm gonna stop you there. That is a misconception. He was always raunchy. Well. He yeah, he, he went he went clean that. because somebody goes, Hey, if you stop being a raunchy asshole, we're gonna give you millions and millions of dollars. And he's like, 
I like that idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then once he had the millions and millions of dollars, he goes, hey, I can be myself again. <laughs> and he, 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 was, he was amazing. Now, yeah, Danny Santa and, of course, Uncle Jesse, uh, John Stamos. I mean. Would you fuck? And Rob, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is. Rob Lowe just seems like such a vibe. Would you do a threesome with Danny Tanner and Uncle Jesse? Fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh, well, I was going to say let's go, but R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like my childhood dreams coming true right there. Could Joey watch in the corner and beat off? <laughs> cut it out. Just when he's getting ready to come, he's going, I'm going to cut it out. I would like to thank tonight's guest, Little Jess, the amazing, the sexy, the vivacious, the bopping around, new tittiest um, guest that we've had on all this year. I want to thank you for joining us on our second season, and I want to thank you for being a supporter of the show, and thank you for giving us just a tiny peek inside the mind of your sex. Thank you for having me. I had a hoot and a half again. <laughs> I fucking love you, and you know that. I love you too. <laughs> Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality. And we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.